0: talk live live saturday show the phones are open you can join us here the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 and here tonight you've got ian biglis mountaineer
1: and the lord reverend dr captain kickass is also here
0: uh so it's been a big week for economic bad news the fed hiked their interest rates again by 0. 0.75 percentage points in Don't the- say hi. so no and yes uh no and yes no and yes uh it has
2: not been a bad week really yeah no so for one thing uh absolutely everyone in the financial world was expecting a rate hike uh okay. they, they've 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 long announced that, yeah, this is uh, part of their program to uh, reduce inflation. Uh, Which is a
0: load. I mean, (laughs) it it, it will (laughs) maybe reduce the number of bank loans, and technically that is a factor of inflation. But Mm -hmm. it's not going to stop the government from spending. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, I mean... So it reduces inflation. It doesn't end inflation. It doesn't stop it. It certainly doesn't reverse inflation. (laughs) Right. But it does slow down the
1: process. Well, I mean, you can only slow down the I don't even know how many tens of trillions of dollars they have, you know, created out of thin air and already put into the economy that we're just now beginning to see the effects of. Mm hmm. So uh
2: the uh, the three things that they're doing to slow inflation uh one is uh, one is the the rate hike. So like you were saying, uh when you hike the the base rate for all of the loans, fewer loans, especially like uh housing loans. Yeah, that's that's bad news for anybody that was looking to
0: buy a house.
2: Yep, yep, absolutely. Um bad timing for it. I would mm-hmm. wait until something in the system breaks and they're forced to uh backpedal on this. Um Number two is they are no longer uh, buying up their own treasuries, which is basically
0: printing money for the government. He said number uh, two.
2: Yeah. Well, it is a lot of number two, (laughs) let me tell you. Um, The
0: Federal Reserve is not buying the government's treasuries anymore? Really? Correct. I thought Uh, that was their whole job.
2: uh, No, no. Uh, So they they do a number of things. Um, But yeah, at the moment, they are not buying treasuries, um, and it looks like they're going to start, like... Uh, What usually happens is that treasuries mature and then they buy new ones if you're trying to keep that even. And it looks like they're just going to let some of them uh, roll off the books is what they call Mm it instead of just uh, replacing those with more treasuries every time that they uh, that they come up. Um, so the third thing that they're doing is they're doing, uh, and, and this is a little bit complex, but it's called a reverse repo rate. And basically what that means is that uh, it sounds like more BS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're talking about the financial system. I've heard I mean,
0: stories about this reverse repo rate. Mm-hmm. I couldn't begin to explain to you what it is. It, it has something to do with I banks. Sim-
2: yeah, I can simplify it pretty well. Uh, so just real quick, though. Remember, we're talking about the financial market. The entire thing is BS. And just like the legal system system the only way that it works is that people are so intimidated by it that they think they they can't possibly know what's going
1: on Well, finish your definition because we have more to say about it. uh,
2: and and the reverse repo rate is uh so banks can do whatever they want with uh, the money that they've got as far as investments go now with the the reverse repo rate if they keep that at a certain level then they the banks get paid just to park that with the federal reserve so as long as that's uh, as long as there's like more than the uh, the basic interest rate on the reverse repo rate, then the Fed will pay the other banks to just park their money there for the time being. So when things start breaking, that's probably the first thing that they're going to change. They're going to change the reverse repo rate, which will bring that money back into the market, uh, which will get a lot of uh, Treasuries bought up because that's the next best thing. Like because uh, they. They want to control their risk, but
0: they also want to make money. So uh, isn't this reverse repo thing in recent months been at its highest point ever? Like overnight banks are piling in over a trillion dollars mm-hmm. or something into this thing.
2: Yeah. And uh, and this has been going on for a while. Uh, weirdly enough, the the timing was ju- uh, Biden had just met that day with Putin.
1: So it's some really strange timing on this stuff. Well, and even more interesting is something that uh, I know both he and I are eager to talk about which is the changing of the definition of the word oh, yeah. recession oh yeah no that was
2: so that's that's actually good news as far as uh, as far as the markets go so uh when there is officially a recession then everyone's obligated to freak out mm-hmm. and the market has to crash Now, we are in a recession. We have been for quite some time, and it is usually, in fact, almost always throughout the world for quite some time. I mean, at least the last 50 years plus, it is pretty much always defined as two quarters with a a negative GDP. GDP. Yes, and in fact, there
1: are are many examples of people, including presidents, multiples of them, defining it in exactly that way. Two quarters of negative rates. Mm -hmm.
2: Which, so, I mean, on the face of it, by the basic definition they've been using for over half a century, like, you are already in a recession before it gets recognized for half a year.
3: Mm, Because
0: those numbers come out much later.
2: Right. 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 Exactly. And, I mean, these numbers were basically available a month ago, but... But it wasn't official yet, mm-hmm. so we could, and that's what it's I was still not official because right. they've changed the definition. Right, right, and, and this is what I was freaked about out about a, a month ago, and I'm like, oh no! And I, I had my dates wrong, so I thought that they were uh, doing it like one day right after the other uh, last month. I, I thought it was going to be the uh, the rate hike and the the numbers coming out, but I, I forgot that they can uh, they can actually shift it by a month and pretend it's not happening for an mm-hmm. additional month because it's not official. Now the gross domestic product. Uh, numbers are official but they've changed what the definition of a recession is
1: and furthermore uh, according to some folks on the internet wikipedia has made the change the definition of recession but oddly enough apparently the definition of the word definition has also been changed on wikipedia So it it went from like, you know, definition, I can't, I don't know the exact wording, I'm paraphrasing, but something about, you know, definition being like sort of the permanent meaning of the word and words can have multiple definitions, blah, 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 to a fluid thing that changes according to the society
0: in which the word is used. And so I saw that. I just want to, I just want to say this. I saw that on social media and I'm on the page for definition right now. I don't see the word fluid. Mm, okay so that might be fake i did say i was paraphrasing as well so i don't you know it's
1: entirely possible that that is fake i just think that it's or they might be making fun of the the change
2: in the definition well i mean there have been plenty of changes in definitions the most recent one being recession Mm -hmm. but they might be making fun of that by saying look wikipedia even changed the definition of definition
1: (laughs) yeah well and we can get into that but um you made a statement, and everything that you've laid out, I totally believe. As far as you know, what you've read and that kind of a thing, and it jives with what I've read. How is any of this good news? Oh,
2: because it could have been an absolute crash. So, for example, you know how uh, Bitcoin is above twenty thousand now. It's it is twenty four, yeah, maybe twenty. Yeah, it could have been below fifteen. Seriously, that's... why would Bitcoin care yeah, about all. what
0: these bankers? Are oh, doing? so
2: at this point, the majority of the money that is in cryptocurrency is not like the original tech people. It's not the libertarians. Most of the money right now is from the finance sector and the finance sector has these habits that they've built up with the, the stock market. So they treat this just like a stock, and to be fair, it does trade about as easily as a stock on, like, uh, uh, you know, your Robin Hoods and whatever. Uh, you know, you you can get onto your phone and go beep boop. Okay, I've traded that. Mm-hmm. So uh, as far as the ease of trade from the user standpoint, it acts like a stock. So they just use all of these bad habits that they've built up from the financial sector, and they apply them to cryptocurrency. So like, uh, when when uh, uh, what. When their loans get called in, they will pull money from anywhere they can to make sure that those don't get liquidated. That's why
0: gold went down. That's why cryptocurrency went down especially fast. Okay, are you saying, though, that because the government is lying about the definition of recession, that that has fooled the markets into not having a total uh, heart attack. Absolutely. The financial people
2: know better, (laughs) but they don't have to act like it's a recession now, and they don't have to worry that normal people who are not in the financial sector will freak out and change their habits.
0: Okay, I've seen so many clips from this White House spokes bureaucrat talking about recession where she's actually not talking about it she keeps denying and uh you know moving the goalposts and and distracting from the original question so they haven't have they actually redefined it or are they just saying oh that's not the definition we'll continue here in moments it's free talk live is free talk live and you can join us here style in at 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 and you can bring up anything you want to discuss with you in the studio tonight it's ian peakless mountaineer
1: and some guy who's on caffeine <laughs> all
0: right <laughs> uh, and that's the captain oh yeah so- sorry
2: so uh it it occurred to me over the break a, a real simple way of uh talking about what the the reverse repo rate is, yeah, so you know how with uh with your savings account, they give you like you know zero point one nine percent annual returns or something like if that that. Right, you know, the, this just unbelievably tiny amount of it uh, of money to to save there. So if you're a bank, you get this special huge rate of like two percent, mm-hmm. or at least now it's uh, you know now it's up to a point where oh well, since this is higher than uh, my base rate for uh, for uh, government loans, which is you know treasuries and bonds and all that stuff, because c- uh, treasuries. Are are a uh, hedge against uh, uh, against risk. So, like you know, you're trying to make money, but uh, you're not trying to be too risky. Mm. So they'll take these treasuries, even though they know that inflation is bigger than the treasury amount, just to reduce their uh, their risk. Mm. And the and since this rate the the reverse repo rate changed, uh, instead of taking treasuries, they can just park it at the Fed and also get a. Uh, uh, a uh, reasonable rate for it
1: it sounds like some crap that they just made up and pulled out of their butts um just all like all of uh, it is crap like, that they made like up quantitative in- easing right these are terms mm-hmm. that like i mean i'm not familiar with it i'm no economist and i i loosely follow the economy but what i do is i try to apply austrian economics principles and so for our listeners out there that just means that like the basics of economics are the real economics right supply and demand it's really all you need to know, generally speaking. Now, we're talking about all of these, you know, terms, these, mm-hmm. you know, verbal gymnastics that these people uh, like to put on and especially like reverse. Re- so at first there was a repo rate and then they went, oh, you know, we got to reverse that. So now we're going to call it the reverse repo rate or something mm-hmm. along those lines. And there is a repo. I
2: mean, you have to assume that 99% of all the possible complications that could possibly exist. A have been invented and B are being used Right, like this entire thing. Like that's literally how you make like oodles of money in the financial world is you come up with a new way to overcomplicate things that no one's ever figured out before and is not technically illegal yet.
1: And I want to point out that this is what keeps people voting because they believe that, oh, my gosh. Stuff like the economy, way too complex for me to understand. Mm -hmm. We better have these people over here in charge of that crap because they're much smarter than we are. The
0: economy is not hard to understand. I mean, supply and demand. But then banking is just unnecessarily complicated. It doesn't need to be like that. So let me say I'm following what you're saying here about this reverse repo rate. Normally, banks might put the extra cash they have into treasury bonds. Mm -hmm. Maybe short term, maybe long term, whatever. Yep. Uh, but now the Federal Reserve is offering them an alternative,
2: and well, they can and so, they can
0: make as much, if not more, by doing this reverse repo thing instead.
2: Right. Right. So the thing about the thing about uh, uh, buying these uh, these Treasury bonds is that that produces more money. Mm. So. So if they do this uh, reverse if they change the reverse repo rate so that it's high enough then these banks don't have to and also there's like only so much that you can buy and you have to do certain things with it only uh, so, so much repo uh, rate or uh, so treasuries. many treasuries okay. that you can buy uh there's only so many that you can buy at a time and like uh, like every I mean honestly I can scarcely think of a more regulated industry than money. Mm-hmm. Like there are rules about rules about rules about sure. rules. So one of the ways that you can get around this is to do this and around this is to do this. So uh, one of the ways that to, to reduce your risk is to just park it at the Fed. But if they're not giving you that much return on that, then you're losing money because of inflation. Okay. So since they increase that rate, it pulls money out of circulation. So all this money that could be buying new
1: treasuries, well, if you if you buy new treasuries, then they're going to print more money. Right. Okay. So they flooded the market with a whole bunch of new money that they printed out of thin air, mm-hmm. and now they're coming up with a way for some people to park some money in places
0: so that there's less of it in circulation. Right. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Thanks exactly. for clearing that up. Let's go to uh, Major Payne on the line here in Michigan. Go ahead, Major
4: Hey, yeah, I want to bring up the magic bean counters in Washington, but I want to talk about China too, if we got a second. Um, if they use the mathematical formula that was used back in the '80s to define inflation, we'd now be at 17.3 percent.
2: You getting that so, off of uh, Shadow Stats? Um, what's that? Are you getting that off of Shadow Stats? Uh, there's a, no, a website I that that, uh, that, off, that always I got that keeps track. You what?
4: I got that off John Hannity today.
0: Ah. I suspect he's getting it from the shadow stats. We talked about it earlier this week. They use the old calculation method for mm-hmm. calculating uh, the CPI. Yeah,
2: it's it's really similar to, oh, well, we've redefined. Oh, well, we've redefined what counts as the CPI numbers. Oh, well, we've redefined what counts as uh, a, as a recession. Unemployment numbers, they do the same thing
3: with. right?
4: Exactly. Magic beam counters.
3: You mm-hmm. can't trust them.
4: I'm one of them. Okay. But... uh this China thing, not only Taiwan bluster, they're buying up as much farmland in the U.S. as they can, much of it near and or adjacent to nuclear facilities, uh, military installations. They're, so, they're, uh, so,
2: so they're I, I can explain a, a bit about about that actually. So, uh, Evergrande is uh, is one of the biggest real estate companies in China, and they have just crashed. And their uh, and the government has decided not to bail them out, which is kind of bewildering. What and, and so uh, this is this is kind of a cultural difference. So in America, we know that like I can't just you know put a bunch of money under the mattress because it's getting inflated away. So what Americans do for their retirement is they'll put it in stocks and bonds, uh, m- mostly stocks because uh, like I was saying, bonds don't uh, don't increase at the rate of inflation. Now what the Chinese do is they put that money in land. So And there's this enormous uh, economic destruction that's going on in China right now where there's uh, runs on the bank that uh, uh, we were covering that uh, they seem to be trying to stop that with literal tanks. But, yeah, you've got uh, like one of the biggest real estate companies in China has just like absolutely – gone to to pot so they're looking to other parts of land and i mean american land is extraordinary stuff like we do have some of the best land for growing food in the world so uh since they can't invest in their local property they're buying up some in america
4: well from what i just heard somebody trying to push a bill through the uh, house or some such thing um taking china to the cleaners on this and telling them they can't buy land here like I mean, you can't, I, as a citizen, I can't go to Canada and buy land. I know a doc that's got a cabin up there, but it's like a 99 year lease.
1: Well, they, they say the same thing about uh, Mexico for like retirees, people who want to buy a piece of land, maybe on the beach, especially the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, they restrict United States folk from purchasing land. However, if you uh, form the right
0: type of business entity, you can indeed purchase land. Where there's a will, there's a way. Thank you, Major, for the call tonight. That's what corporations are all about, right? right. Legal fiction. Uh, The number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, I've got a clip from this bureaucrat who is the uh, spokes bureaucrat for the White House on the question of what's the definition of recession? We'll see what their official answer is coming up. it's free talk live and the phones are open if you want to join in the number is 603-283-6160 used to be the definition of recession was two consecutive quarters with a negative gdp Decline in the gross domestic product, and now the White House is saying, and all their associates and the media, they're all saying, "Oh no, 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 no that that's not the definition." Hopefully,
1: the recession obsession leads us to secession.
0: Oh, I hope so too. Uh, we're going to get into that a little further, but I do want to let you know about an upcoming event that our very own Mark Edge will be speaking at coming up in October twenty-first. Through the 23rd in Prague, he'll be at the Free Cities Foundation's annual conference. They call it Liberty in Our Lifetime. The theme for this year is Parallel Structures for Progress. They'll be showcasing autonomous cities and international, or rather intentional, although I'm sure they're international, uh, communities that are springing up around the world, offering opportunities for settlers to live for your lives. You can go to the conference and uh, save 20% on your tickets if you get them early. By going to lifetime liberty.com and using promo code FTL20 when you check out at their Eventbrite ticketing system. That's LifetimeLiberty.com, code FTL20. And you can get more information about their conference. You can follow them on Twitter at the handle at Liberty IOL. That stands for Liberty in Your Lifetime. And again, their website, LifetimeLiberty.com, code FTL20 to save 20%. There have been clips coming out from this bureaucrat who—it's not the redhead. Remember, there was the redhead for a while. That yeah. was the spokes Saki. bureaucrat. Yeah, and now there's a new girl, uh, Jean Pierre, I guess is her name. Maybe that's her last name. Sorry, I think it's pronounced Pisucki. They're both awful, <laughs> and this one is—you know—she does her job right, which is to cover for the state to uh, to whitewash things I'm, to. I'm- I'm entirely certain that you cannot be less
2: than awful when your job is to speak for the state.
0: Yeah, to uh, distract people and to just straight up lie. So here is their uh, set of lies, which uh, in regards to recession, there's a gentleman who's questioning. Somebody's asking the right questions from the audience at the press conference here at the White House. So here's what it says. Where we are today. If things are going so great, though, then why is it the White House officials are trying to redefine Recession.
3: No, we're not redefining recession. If we
0: all understand a recession to be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth in a row, and then you have White House officials come up here to say, no, 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 that's not what a recession is. It's something else. How is that not redefining recession?
3: Because that's not the definition. That is not the definition.
0: Brian said in 2008, of course economists have a technical definition which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth.
3: I can tell and then you this. he
1: said mm-hmm. two two negative quarters of GDP growth
2: is not the technical definition of a recession. It is what not.
3: Changed? It is not. Why did he say that it, it was? It is not. I can I can speak to I can speak to you to what he said yesterday in front of all of you, which is the last thing that you just repeated. There are many factors. There are many factors, economic factors and indicators to consider, uh, and. I will say that uh, the textbook definition of recession is not, is not two negative quarters of GDP. We ha- Now,
2: <laughs>
0: didn't he just read to you out of a textbook? I don't, he cited who said it, but I, I couldn't make out the name of the person. But it's been said by many It's people. literally the textbook definition. Yeah, I think somebody now, pulled it up from Harvard Business you know, School, and it was the, right there. Sometimes
2: they will, uh, they'll throw a modifier in, like, it is defined by most countries as... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, her argument is basically, uh, it's a recession when we tell you it's a recession.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't have the rest of this clip. I don't know how long this went on for. It's only a minute and 12 seconds. But- the, at least in this clip the guy doesn't just go right and ask her okay well if that's not the definition of recession then what are you saying is the definition of I recession? I forget
2: the the name of it it's uh, it's one of those acronyms and I, I really should look into exactly who they are but there's uh there's a government agency and their job is to determine when a recession has officially is occurred. that the
0: National Bureau of economic Research uh yep that sounds a, that sounds right because if you go to the Wikipedia page about recession which by the way has been locked yes so you cannot edit. <laughs> Even those with permission. Which is the whole point of Wikipedia is to be able to edit things and disagree on what they mean. Uh, But according to this, in the United States, a recession is defined by the National Bureau of Economic Research as a, quote, significant decline in economic activity spread across the market, lasting more than a few months, normally visible in real GDP, real income, employment, industrial production, and wholesale retail sales, unquote. Mm -hmm. So I, I just want to point out to our listeners...
1: That unless this particular spokes critter, who Ian's been playing the clips of, actually comes out and gives you a definition, you know it's all BS. Mm-hmm. Because there's no reason for somebody who has been appointed by the government to come on stage and go in front of cameras and and say that, oh, well, that's not the definition without presenting the, the actual, actual definition.
2: So uh, what she would probably respond to that line of questioning with is some political speak version of the argument that it is when the experts say that it's a definition. So like uh, what you were saying, like there there's a lot of subjective terms in that. So like what, how much is a lot? Mm-hmm. How much is significant. widespread? A yeah, significant, significant, significant decline. What is significant? Well, whatever they that, say it's. It is right i mean these are subjective terms by the way so, the next like, sentence the experts the authoritative sources will determine when and when it is not a significant and widespread
0: the next sentence on the wikipedia do- so right after what is considered the definition by the u.s national bureau of economic research the next sentence is in the united kingdom it's defined as negative economic growth for two consecutive quarters <laughs>
1: mm. <laughs> Who was the uh, Who was the bureaucrat recently in, was it the Netherlands or something that they said, like, I will be the definite, or I'll tell you what it means or something like that? Oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah.
0: You're, you're thinking of the New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, I think is her name. Uh, she was saying that we are the sole source of truth. Right. right. That's
1: basically what I'm hearing from this particular spokes that you played the clips of. Yeah. hmm Which, honestly, Good. Like uh, I, I know you might be like, well, but they're lying
2: to us. Yeah, they're the government. They're always lying to sure. us. Sure. So here's my thing. Look, there, there, there are two basic kinds of people on this. They're the kinds of people who want to trust the government, and good. I'm glad that the government didn't tell them that there's a recession because they're stupid enough will freak out. They're, they're terrified and not. They're not able to think for themselves anyway. So if the government tells them there's a recession, then they'll freak out and start acting stupid and unusual. Right. Then like, there's uh, other people who can figure out for themselves
1: when a recession has occurred. Like, just like uh, in all of the movies and television shows, like the the super disaster movies or like when the aliens are coming or whatever, and the government goes, okay, we can't tell them because we don't want to create a panic. Right. But you're right. saying that's kind of what they're doing now is we're, yeah we're in one but we're not gonna tell them that because we don't want them to freak out that's yeah, what you're saying good
0: okay. good i'm glad frankly i, ha- I i'm ha- surprised to hear you say that you think it's a good thing that the state is lying to people
2: <laughs> they're always <laughs> lying to people i'm glad that they're lying I, to people in the way that makes them less scared no for a i thing. think what he's <clears throat> saying
1: is that he's glad that the common folk aren't freaking the f out that's what I'm saying. I think that's, okay. that's what he's getting at. That is exactly at. He's not what necessarily glad that the bureaucracy, well, even exists, much less is lying to people. Right. But he's glad that they didn't come out and be like, yep, that's it. We're in a recession and everybody's freaking.
0: Well, what would people do differently if they heard that there Bank was a report, report that said that there was a recession? I mean, we're already seeing people adjusting their spending habits based mm-hmm. on inflation. Right. So people are already changing what they're doing in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what would they do? What would the average person, not talking about the market people on Wall Street. But what would the average person do if they heard that, oh, it's a recession now? Well, so
2: all of the things that they're doing for for inflation only to a much bigger degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'd start pulling all of their money out of, uh, of regular things. They'd start hoarding toilet paper. Uh, they'd start doing all sorts of very strange things that the market can't
1: actually handle happening all at once. It's weird because uh, back in, well, 2008 was sort of the beginning of this for me. And then at some point, after 2008 there was a there was sort of a gas crunch and the gas prices went up and spiked for a while so between those two events i have already personally adjusted all of the things that i can possibly adjust right (laughs)
0: like i can't adjust anymore
2: as have most of the people who are
0: going to respond intelligently to this situation there's more coming up here if you want to weigh in on your thoughts with the fluid definition of recession. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday show. It's Free Talk Live. Here, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, it's Ian, Beagles Mountaineer, and the Reverend Captain Kickass. We're talking about things like inflation and recession, and there was something going around on social media this week saying, oh, Wikipedia changed the definition of recession and they locked the page. Now it is true the page does appear to be locked. That much appears to be true. But the definition of recession, at least, doesn't appear to have really changed uh, from 2020. And it was uh, we went all the way back in the archive uh, over at archive.org, which has the, the really handy Wayback Machine where you can put in any website URL that's public. And they will show you what that website looked like in whatever year and month that you choose. We're presuming they've uh, scraped the data from it. And we went all the way back to 2006 just to see what it was like back then, and uh, and even then, they had this sort of alternative definition of recession. Now, it may change day to day, because people are always editing and changing or whatever, but just a random needle drop, if you will, into uh, 2006 showed that they were still trying to say, even back then, that it wasn't just a, a two-quarter drop in GDP. Yeah, I love the way they say it, too, though contrary to popular belief that's what they said in
2: 2006 yeah. right which um that's how words work so mm. a word
0: means well, people the believe way it. it's
2: used yeah. in general speech
0: sure uh so i just thought that was interesting uh, and even today it after def- defining this sort of nebulous definition this political definition from the united states even on today's wikipedia entry the next sentence it does say that in the uk they do simply define recession as Two quarterly drops in GDP. Mm -hmm. So So, there it is. uh, So there are some things about this, uh, and I just happen to
1: have this article from Reason that's discussing this. Uh, This is uh, titled Facebook Instagram posts flagged as false. Oh, for rejecting Biden's recession
0: wordplay. Ah, the fact Mm. checkers are coming into play now. Yeah. uh, (laughs) So called
1: Meta's third party fact checkers have flagged as false information posts on Instagram and Facebook, accusing the Biden administration of changing the definition of a recession in order to deny that the U.S. economy has entered one. (laughs) This is yet another reminder that the project of purportedly independent fact checking on social media is a highly partisan one in which legitimately
0: debatable opinions are passed off as objective truth. And it's partisan towards the government. If you are not in favor of what the government says, then you're going to get banned. You're going to have your account restricted.
2: Yeah, And this is the difference between politics and finance. So in finance, you want a fixed specific definition so that you can have a a game plan Mm -hmm. for when this exact event occurs. Whereas in politics, that's the last thing you want because then you're responsible for a recession.
1: So we've... You know, talked about all of the all of the things, right? Uh, the official determination and government says, "Well, we've got to look at it on a holistic level, including <laughs> the labor market, consumer, blah blah blah, all of that kind of stuff." But uh, look in- at
2: it on a holistic level, which is why we are burning incense and uh, ringing <laughs> bells to try and bring the economy back. Well, <laughs> people are doing the money
1: dance in their front yard
0: or We're on a praying circle over crystals. You know, even if there was this firm definition that we're talking about they still wouldn't take responsibility for it they would oh, right, say yeah. oh trump did this or it's putin's oh, recession's price but, yeah that but but that get this every
2: well not everyone but almost everyone knows started long before putin's yeah. uh, invasion
1: the, the post in which ian has played the sample of the audio from has been shared widely and in some cases mocked extensively on social media graham allen an instagram personality posted a video reacting to the post in which he asked siri to define the term recession, hmm. what did Siri respond with? Two consecutive quarters of negative <laughs> economic growth. <laughs> Interesting.
2: Wow. Popular belief even among uh, uh, non-general AIs.
1: So, I mean, that's really the gist of this whole thing is that, uh, <laughs> first of all, if it's false information, then I it seems to me like these fact checkers didn't really spring out and, you know, become a thing until the truth was being revealed to people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so if this is their nature, then it's almost like that old adage about whenever the government says to not do something, you should do it. Or if they say to do something, you should do the opposite. Seems to me that that applies to these fact checkers as well.
2: Mm. Tends to be the case. Well, and I mean, honestly, they are requiring more and more faith in the government as time goes on. I mean, like uh, one of my favorites, I watched uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci claim, I never suggested that they shut anything down. (laughs) It's like, okay, number one, you spent years suggesting that they shut this down, then this down, then this down, then this down. Number two, you suggested to the president of the United States that he shut everything everything down according to check notes you it wasn't a suggestion it was a demand so one of two things is happening either you just need to have more faith in the cdc Mm. or he's being impersonated
1: the uh the fact checkers in the case of both meta and instagram are an organization same company by the politifact yes uh they're a fact checking website run by the pointer institute P o y n t e r. Hmm. whatever that is i've never heard of it before PolitiFact is an official third-party fact-checking apparatus for Meta, the company that owns Facebook and Instagram. This means that PolitiFact is not like any ordinary website that offers a, re- a critique of a political narrative. PolitiFact's critiques are enforced by social media platforms. Mm-hmm.
0: In uh, related news to this whole discussion, we talked about inflation, of course, uh, the numbers mm. from uh, you know the official government numbers, and then the... Shadow Stats versions, which are using the old calculations that oh, show uh, seventeen
2: percent. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, just to get uh, uh, another piece of data that's not coming from uh, you know political bias, uh, there's also Trueflation, which offers Ooh. a different set of data. What so, are they saying? So, inst- uh, so according to them, like uh, it's at about uh, nine point six now, hmm. uh, but it's actually down recently. So, um, yeah. So instead of just using the old definition and just calculating it according to that, Mm -hmm. they like do their own analytics.
0: Hmm. True inflation. So don't worry, guys, the government has a plan. (laughs) Not only is the Federal Reserve working to fight inflation, but they also are going to pass a new law. They're trying to get through called the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys heard about this? I have oh, heard yeah, about it's, it.
2: And in it's fact, actually in my show prep, as a matter
1: of oh, fact. Oh, wonderful. And, and in fact, just to reiterate my stance on, on things the government says, um, you know, we saw the Patriot Act. Nothing patriotic about it, right? Mm-hmm. So I imagine that the Inflation Reduction Act will do nothing of the sort and, in fact, probably actually increase inflation. I bet you're right about that. Well, you know what we really need to do is put seven
2: hundred and say fifty forty six something like that seven hundred and fifty
1: billion dollars. We just need to put that into the economy
2: because there's too much
1: inflation. Also, it's interesting to note that they put the word "act" at the end of this. It's the inflation (laughs) reduction act mm. as if they're just actors a, yeah, playing
2: oh, a yeah. role and it's just like just the pretend. usa patriot act we right we will
1: act mm-hmm. as if we are usa
0: patriots by you know putting you
2: all in jail yeah
0: now you you said 750 billion that's because that's what they're proposing in mm-hmm. this particular bill yep Yep. for spending
2: uh, yeah it's uh uh 300 billion is supposed hmm. to go to uh reducing our uh deficit
0: where and oh, there. yeah well where yeah. will they get well all the of this deficit money from? that
2: we bear because mm. when they when they have to spend more money than they make then they have to print it into existence with the Federal Reserve usually right and we bear the the brunt of that deficit so it's ours as far mm-hmm. as uh, uh the, the we weight bear, of it well anybody we bear, isn't that a small
0: Irish furry creature <laughs> it's Boy, it's a wee bear. It's a wee bear. <laughs> when you say hours, it's anybody holding dollars, right? Yes. So anyone uh, around holding, the world, spending, using, getting paid, right? Uh, so that's what they're talking about here. Uh, you mentioned three hundred billion. That's going to the deficit de- reduction. Three hundred sixty-nine billion for clean energy and climate change. Oh, I thought it was program. forty-six. It's not, not going to go to deficit
6: reduction. Sorry, I it.
0: Well, forty-six, three sixty-nine. I mean, yeah, you know, who's counting something?
1: You, you did answer the question,
0: of course, but where, oh,
1: where will they get all of this money from? Well, it turns out if we just
2: tax the rich... It's not like they'll change what they're doing to avoid taxes. I mean, rich corporate people would never no, avoid would taxes never, by changing what they're doing. They would
0: never move a facility outside of the United States of to course completely not. avoid Or just
1: build it into the prices for their products and mm-hmm. services so that the regular people are the ones who actually pay. Yeah, and this is really fun because uh, they, they floated this uh, 15%
2: uh, universal corporate tax. They floated this, gosh, like a year ago. Yeah. And there were a bunch of countries saying, yeah yeah, there's no chance that we're going to do that ever. Mm-hmm. But now they're saying, since this is totally going to work, there will just be this universal 15% uh, tax on all corporations. And that's where, like, half of this money is coming from.
1: I uh, I support the fair tax, and that is zero tax for, for anyone, anywhere. <laughs> Men, they're corporations.
2: Uh, corporations are part of the government. I figure they can do whatever they want to them. And frankly,
0: none of the human beings should ever have gotten involved with corporate structure we got more coming up here, and you can join the show if you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Uh, of course, Biden caught COVID a second time. Did you guys hear about that? I did. Yeah, that's breaking Surprise. news today. So like in like a week. Isn't he quadruple less? jabbed? Yeah, oh yeah. He's had all the jabs. Huh. Huh, weird. Yeah, there's uh, more coming up here. You can join us on Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is next.
4: Free Talk Live. It's
0: Free Talk Live and the phones are open here. We're kicking off the second hour of the live Saturday show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining me tonight, it's Ian Bruce Mountain And Bruce Lee's less attractive brother, Nar Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. We're going to talk Gnar about the silent G, gnarly. Yeah. The food crisis has it been completely manufactured? Is there a food crisis, Cliss, uh, You've got a story about that on the way here tonight. Uh, phones are open as always, uh, but first we are going to the phone calls where we have John on the line in Delaware, listening to WDOV. Go ahead, John.
7: Yeah, I would love to know why we have a president that falls off his bicycle, that can't read a teleprompter, that can't hardly even walk without shuffling, tripping over stuff, and that refuses to blink his eyes for forty seconds.
1: <laughs> I haven't watched what that thing, that but weird that is creepy. Crap, it
2: is, is weird.
7: Anybody there? Well, that to me.
2: Well, so <laughs> he's thing, old. So again, you just need to have more faith in the government just more faith in the government so no uh, okay, matter right. who I saw, they put I forward
8: idea was to get rid of them
2: actually well so I mean for example uh he, he's a Democrat his uh, his oh, cool. primary voter base is Democrats and their whole thing oh, right cool. now is this wokeness thing right so yeah. the the people who are the uh, the perpetrators of in the woke ideology the the great Satan is the the white people <laughs> the males the cisgendered uh, heterosexual so a straight white old man is the yeah, most difficult weird. thing for them to vote for but as a show of they faith they sure did from. didn't they
7: yeah well they had who else was there i mean you've got this kamala harris who really can't even read a paragraph without repeating herself like 30 times i don't know who writes her speeches but they need to be fired too now the problem at hand is if Joe Biden, we could possibly get him out of there. Who do we got? We got Kamala the koala, and then to follow her, we got Nancy Pelosi, man. It's a scary time to live, guys.
0: They are scary people. There's no doubt about that. Thank you, John, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. The number is 603-283-6160. It's talking about a video of Joe Biden just staring into a camera, delivering whatever speech he was delivering, and not blinking for I mean, quite when, a long time. When you get that old, sometimes you just forget. So <laughs> You just Dude. forgot to blink. <laughs> he flaked. He spaced out, man. There's so, a theory that he was on some kind of crazy amphetamines or something like that. Like well, some kind of, you know he's got to be on drugs to
2: speak straight.
0: Mm. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Don't reptiles go for
0: extended periods of time without blinking?
2: Mm, there is that.
1: Mm, yeah, that's true. I'm not saying there's a connection. I'm just asking a question. <laughs>
2: Well, so, first off, like, I saw this video, and uh,
1: I don't know whether or not it was
2: a deep fake. Mm. Uh, Number two... can't tell these days. Maybe COVID really did a number on him, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, it attacks the nervous system, so, like,
1: eh. Maybe he, you know, was questionable as to whether or not he was going to fart and was just trying to hold it back and was like, (laughs) man, if I blink, I think I might let it out, you know? (laughs)
0: I've heard he has worse problems when it comes to uh holding things back. He's yeah, just, it might
1: it might have been wet.
0: There's so. a rumor he's got, he wears diapers. <laughs> Depends. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> a,
1: what like 80 years old, right? Isn't it's that not the, unheard of? Isn't that the truth of life? You begin life in diapers, and in, you end in life in diapers. Di-
0: mm-hmm. uh, all right. So the number in again: diapers, sleeping at weird times, not Couldn't having a job. could he just get a colostomy bag? Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. So, uh, Peakless Mountaineer, you wanted to get into a food crisis. Is there, fight. is there a food crisis? Are we just talking about the price of food, or is there something more to the idea that there's a crisis? Because right now, shelves seem to be okay. There there were some times in the last couple of years where the food on the shelf at the grocery store, at least around here, was a little on the light side in certain departments. I haven't been noticing that in recent weeks or months but what are we talking about when you say food crisis well and so my
2: perspective on
0: this has always been like
2: unless things fundamentally change in a way that is just absolutely unforeseeable there's gonna be food The question is, at what price, what varieties, uh, how available is it going to be? But there's going to be food available. It just
0: might be beyond certain people's means. I mean, it's not getting cheaper, that's for sure. I mean, I was looking at uh, the price of chicken the other day, and it's up quite a bit from what it was just a couple (laughs) years ago. I I ran through the grocery store to get a couple of things the other day, and... I
1: passed by, they had the big signs out in the meat section, you know, beef on sale, right? Mm-hmm. A really nice steak was like $22. Wow. I'm yeah. like, wow, that's not, big. <laughs> like, I'm like, I- I'm totally not buying one. Might as well go to a restaurant <laughs> Exactly, at that point. yeah. Yeah.
0: Although that's not getting cheaper either.
1: I mean, it was like a T-bone, it was thick <laughs> yeah. and everything, but like a nice steak, you yeah, know, yeah. like 20 bucks, really? Wow.
2: Well, so, I mean, one of the, one of the big things is just that food is an inescapable purchase, yep. like food and Gotta energy. Eat. You have to eat. You have to get to your job, almost everybody. Mm-hmm. So these are the things where when there is inflation, which there is like there was an, a monetary inflation. It has finally come through to be a price inflation. And this is where people see it because it, it it's unavoidable here. So, that's a a big concern for a lot of people, and it's why they like to say, well, core inflation doesn't include those two things, and that's where most of your inflation is. So, no, we need to look at the core inflation because it's not as volatile. Oh, you mean all the things that are optional? Because food is not optional. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I've got an article here from, uh, I've never heard of them before, uh, Navdanya International. A new report, sowing hunger, reaping profits, a food crisis by design. Hmm. Since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, headlines have been dominated by the warnings of risk in global food supply shortages and rising global food prices, all due to the conflict. But according to many international groups, there is currently no risk of global food supply shortages. So why are so many countries now facing an increased risk of food insecurity and, in worst cases, famine? What is crucially being overlooked by most diagnoses of the current food crisis is how the problem does not lie in a lack of supply or a lack of market integration, but instead in how the food system is structured around power. Detailed in this new report by Navdanya International is how, in fact, we have already been facing a food and malnutrition crisis long before the current conflict. From the colonial era, which saw the beginning of extraction and exploitation of small farmers to the advent of the Green Revolution and the concretizing of the globalized free trade regime, we have seen the deliberate destruction of small farmers and food sovereignty in favor of corporate power. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We've seen that happening.
2: Yeah. And and that is really worth paying attention to because like what has fed people throughout time has been small local farmers. Mm-hmm. And sure when you have those small local farmers getting more effective and efficient at what they do through technological development, then the it frees up people to do other things and the food gets cheaper, but it's always been small local farmers that fed everybody. It hasn't been these giant Agro corporate mega giants uh, that have fed everyone. Like, largely, those things have been for extra profits, not for actually feeding the population. Mm. And, I mean, in circumstances where you're just literally not getting enough calories to survive, that can be helpful. But as far as nutrition goes, it's devastating. Mm-hmm. Like, for nutrition, you, you, you need more than soybeans. You need more than wheat. You actually need a varied diet in order to get your vital uh, minerals and uh, vitamins.
0: Well, and I've not read the story, but and they may get to it, of course. You've got for those farmers that are still left that are independent, the corporate goons are trying to wield their ways over them as well with things like the the Terminator seeds Mm -hmm. uh, where they are these genetically modified seeds that only go for one crop and then you have to buy more from the supplier (laughs) rather than just being able to get more seeds from nature. Mm -hmm. That's so
2: ridiculous. Yeah, and food really has everything to do with population control. And not just keeping the numbers correct but literally controlling the population of the planet. Like you'll always see these oh, well, we need to pay attention to how much carbon people are consuming. Oh, you mean carbon-based life forms mm-hmm. who expel carbon with every breath and therefore with every activity? Gee, why would you want to be able to control that? So one of the things they always focus on is food, because if you control the food, you control the people.
0: There's more coming up here. The number is 603-283-6160. We get more from your story mm-hmm. about the food crisis. Apparently, it's not a shortage issue. As much as it is a control issue, we'll uh, get into that deeper. Your calls are welcome, whether it's on this subject or whatever happens to be on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up what you want here on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, live Saturday show. You can join us here. And bring up whatever you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Biglis Mountaineer.
1: And Captain Kickass from CaptainKickAss.com.
0: Yeah, buddy, you, got, right. it. you got, got it.
1: That's right. I got it. It's working? It's up and working right now. It redirects That's to ReverendCaptainKickAss.com. But yeah, it's up and it's working.
3: All right. Cost nice. me 600
1: nice. freaking dollars. Wow. <laughs> it's never been for sale before. Like that's not true. Like I I went through one of these services through whatever domain provider where like you can pay them to try and negotiate a deal for yeah. whoever owns right. the .com or whatever. And I tried that once. And I think I lost a hundred bucks or something trying to do that. And mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, no, they don't want to sell it or whatever. And, and it just redirected to some like Japanese site that like, I couldn't decipher because I don't read Japanese hmm. writing. Um, and so I was like, well, okay, I guess I'll never get it. And so just on a whim one day, a couple of weeks ago, several weeks ago, I guess I was like, P-p-p-p-p-. and it's like, this domain might be for sale. So I went through the domain provider I currently use whose name I won't mention and, um, and like, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it came up with a price. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to spend that much. And it was 600 bucks. Mm-hmm. And so I ping them. And they're like, no, sorry, we can't. You know, there's no negotiation on, on that because it's the seller who wants that much I money. See. And and I'm like, can you ask? And they're like, no, not mm-hmm. really. And so I went to the current domain provider, or at least at that time, mm-hmm. the domain provider who was hosting that site. And I ping them. And I'm like, hey, I see that this might be for sale. Can you guys do better on the price? They're like, nope sorry we can't mm. so i thought about it for like a week yeah and i went back and i re-asked both of them and they're like nope can't do it i'm like ah so i ponied up the 600 bucks
0: you know it could be it could have been worse uh if you think about it this way if you hold the domain for 10 years it's only 60 bucks a year right you yeah know, that's not i bad. plan
1: on never giving it up yeah <laughs> so, uh and it's it's, not so bad i can't believe that it was actually for sale for yeah. once because that's you know. How long did the other guy have it for? I didn't for? know you
2: could actually buy the domain not uh, pay like a monthly fee to keep the thing.
1: Uh, well, well, you still
0: have to pay every year. Yeah. It's a 10 or 11 bucks I, a year. I so think oh. I,
1: I have multiple domains through a domain provider, and so
0: yeah. I think all of my domains are like $4, $5, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Let's uh, go to your phone calls and thoughts. Uh, talk to Jerome, listening in South Carolina to WTMA. Go ahead, Jerome. Hey,
5: hey West Virginia, that's the state that's blessed us with the great two-faced sellout joe Manchin, right says he wasn't going to vote with the democrats on this on the new bill with climate change and everything oh that was
2: brilliant like as a tactical strategy
5: and then all of a sudden he changes you know why because bernie sanders called his rotten no good two-faced butt out are you talking about the
0: inflation reduction act or something else
5: no, there was like a climate change bill they were trying to get passed. Well, that's basically that's a climate did. change bill from what well, I understand. They're going to raise taxes. I'm not going to go along with that. And then last week, Bernie Sanders called Kimmel and said, like, oh, he's a fraud. He's a phony. He's a sellout. He's making all this money off of these coal people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this week, whoop, he changes.
0: Well, well that's what to- politicians do. They, uh, they waffle. They change based on Where's various different thinking? political well, factors. You I, can't trust them. Well,
5: I I I gotta tell you... Can I ask you about one other thing?
0: Sure. Just hold on. I think Peekless had a comment on what you were saying before. Yeah, no. So this was
2: brilliant. I mean, I, I don't know whether it was intentional on his part or not, but I mean, as far as politics go, that was the right move to make. So if he had let this go through, then inflation would be way worse than it is right now because they would have just flooded the economy with another bunch of hundred, like what What was it? Uh, like a billion dollars in, in this thing? So like you throw another billion dollars into the economy, inflation was going to be way worse. The Republicans would be nailing the Democrats to the wall on that. So as far as we talk about green, go, some
0: sort of green, bill? yeah, the,
2: the Build Back Better uh, was the one that uh, Joe mentioned. Like do you mean a trillion? Uh, um, I mean a billion's like nothing to those guys. But, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, a trillion. Okay. Yeah, no, this was like another trillion dollars for the Build Back Better deal, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Manchin got in, the, got in the way of it. And honestly, if you'd thrown another trillion dollars into the economy, the Republicans would be nailing them to the wall right now because mm-hmm. the, the inflation would be way worse than it is and obviously their fault. Whereas so now you're, you're it's late enough right. that at least it'll be a few months before the before the repercussions hey. of this hit.
5: You read the whole bill, and you're an economist, so you would know, right?
2: I I am an economist. I, I guarantee you, you they didn't read the bill. <laughs> that's for sure. Jerome. I, I am an them. economist, I and of, I do know how much it was going to cost.
5: Let me ask you about one other thing. You know, is Trump, is he a liar or is he, you know, he just got caught in another big old giant lie again this week. Who cares he's about He's probably like both. 9/11? Why do you even care about
2: Trump? He's a Trump. liar, definitely. Well, he's going to um, run for president. Whether again. he's senile or not, I don't know.
0: I mean, he's getting old. He's, what, almost 80 years old. And I mean, he's he's so... been but remarkably
2: out of the spotlight for, for a while.
5: What's that? This is the guy they want. This is the guy they want to represent. This guy. Oh, the election was stolen. They stole it. Hey, has he looked at the the, um, two of the Republicans that won? He got put in office. Hey, Jerome. Electoral College. Jerome. Some lost the popular vote now.
1: Jerome, I I know you've been listening to this show for what a decade or something. You've been calling the show for like a decade.
0: Not Not quite. Not quite.
1: Okay, but A long time. Half a decade. Something like that. You should know by now that like I. Pretty sure nobody in this studio tonight wants a president, period.
2: Yeah, is there anyone here who does not want him brought up on uh, on war crimes? Oh. No one? Who, Biden? Uh, no, uh, no, Trump.
5: No, no, Trump. Well,
2: we're discussing Trump. Trump. He obviously uh, thinks sedition. we're supporters. No, we want him brought up on war crime charges. That would be great. It's sedition. Huh? It's called sedition. That's sedition? Uh, yeah. No, I, as far Gallagher. as I can tell, when he hasn't Mayor- done any sedition.
5: I just want Merrick Garland. Either you know what, or get off the pot, okay, Merrick.
3: It's time. Jerome, you are to such a down.
0: political junkie. He Jerome loves to call and just drop all these names. Oh, Donald Trump, Merrick Garland. Yeah, no, and, and he
2: always assumes that we're listening to mainstream media, like and, he is, uh, and, and he points, doesn't believe us when we're like, yeah, I, I have no idea what you're answer talking about. Question. What question?
5: Is he seen out, or he's a Maybe Which both.
0: One? There's a good chance
2: Why of both. Not both. <laughs> Yeah, if I if I had to pick between the two, I'd say he's definitely a liar. I don't know hey, if he's senile that, or not.
5: Same Biden thing's true about Joe Biden. Yeah,
1: I was going to say both uh, both Trump and Biden are senile old white men. Yeah, and and something
5: and to
2: keep
1: a, in mind: like Trump called for
2: the execution of drug dealers recently. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's a lot Trump, of my friends. You think <laughs> I want him to kill <laughs> a bunch of my
5: friends? I don't like Trump. He was going to let him hang his vice president. He said, "Well, they're going to hang him. Well, that might not be such a bad idea." Thank you, Mr. President. Who was going to let who
0: hang? I'm sorry, what?
5: Uh, no, Trump was going to let the mob hang by um Mike Pence. The mob. The, you remember when they went crazy? Oh, you didn't see the January 6 video? You oh, uh, video?
2: because like the the idea was that they were going to stop uh, Mike Pence from officiating the the uh, electoral college vote.
1: They didn't. (laughs) They sure
2: did.
0: Thanks for the call, Jerome. Appreciate it. The number here is 603 283 6160.
1: I like Jerome as as a a listener to the show, or as a person, anyway. He's a character. But,
0: But, like, there's this thing
1: where, like, people on either the red team or the blue team are only like. My team is the best team and it's the only way to fix everything is through my team and Jerome is you definitely one of You can't be against blue unless you're for red.
0: Yes. Yeah. I just it's hard to imagine being those people and I I wonder how many people like that there really are out there. How how many what percentage of America Barely are like Jerome? Bunch. The number is 603-283-6160 they cannot even hear anything from an alternative viewpoint. Because they think everybody else is on the other side. So the protection of life, liberty, and property is, is what the Free State Project is all about. But it's an, it's an
1: effort to move 20,000 people who understand it's about demonstrating to the entire
0: country.
4: That yeah, we can have a free market, a truly free market, making it just
3: a freer, great place to live.
0: It's the world's largest volunteerist libertarian community, and it's it's only getting bigger. That's amazing. To be
1: able to move to a place where other people to, like passionately believe in being free and independent. What the Free State Project is managing to to do, though, is to put their money where their mouth is. It's physically getting up across the country and saying, let's go someplace and let's demonstrate the power of these ideas. There's a lot of kind of philosophy that surrounds liberty. There's a lot of thinking about it and talking about it. But here in New Hampshire,
0: people are doing it. 101 Reasons Liberty Lives in New Hampshire, a documentary by Free State Project Early Movers. Watch it free at 101reasonsfilm.com. 101reasonsfilm.com. free talk live phones open you can join us here the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 whether you want to talk about recession the definition of it which apparently has been changed recently uh the food crisis we'll get back into that here uh peakless mountaineer has that story what is it is it a shortage issue no something else we'll talk about that Uh, And also, want to let you know about our AMPS program. want to thank Dan Krafzig, who is a Free Talk Live gold supporter of our AMPS uh, Patreon. It's AMPS, stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. You go to amps.freetalklive.com. It takes you over to our Patreon page. You can learn about it there and then sign up using your debit card, your credit card, your PayPal account, whatever is uh, best for you. And you get some cool benefits from doing that and you help us. Get the word out about freedom to more great radio stations all across the country. So if you like what we're doing and you want to help support the show, just go to amps.freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of people all of a sudden who are on the line, so we're going to get to everybody, uh, starting with Ed, listening in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live, uh, listening to KTalks. Go ahead, Ed.
7: Hey, guys. Great show. What's on your mind? <clears throat> I I just have a, a comment about um, back in the pandemic when the food shortage and everything was really happening. Um, I have firsthand knowledge of some of the larger casinos out here that kept pallets and pallets and pallets of food and did not get them to the food banks and mm. then were ordered to just throw them away. Mm.
1: Yeah, we talked a little bit about some of those types of things happening where people were just disposing of food that otherwise would have gone to places. Uh, we saw governments not allowing people to give away their access mm-hmm. to those in need. We saw people you know, pouring gallons and gallons and gallons of things like milk you know, down the drain because they couldn't give it away and it couldn't be used and there was no distribution uh, and that kind of a thing. Yeah, it turns out making containers for food is not an
2: essential job. Oh, what do you expect to happen when there's nothing to put the food in to get it to people? Which means that they can't, uh, they can't do the regulations that you told them they have
1: to do. I'm curious what your well, firsthand were, knowledge is, though. These these
7: were held in uh, their refrigerant systems. Mm. This was not food that was just all of it was just left out for the elements. This was all good food, and they did not get it to the food banks. They just left it set, and then were ordered to just throw it out. They didn't who ordered to?
0: Uh, who, who was? Uh, who ordered these? Convenient? No, sorry, not casinos. Casinos to uh, to toss out this food.
7: Well, they're they're tribal casinos for number one, uh-huh. so they have their own set of rules. Uh, and I knew somebody that worked there that was all part of it, and was. Uh, some of the people that were ordered to just dump the
2: pallets of food out. So, like, ordered by billions. their tribal government to, to
0: dump it out?
7: Uh, yeah, hi, yeah higher-ups, mm. you know, whoever that wherever that may come from. Was that because,
0: uh, I'm just speculating here, was that because the casinos were closed due to the COVID restrictions and so the food just got too old?
7: Uh, that, I don't know the whole story on it, Mm -hmm. but I just know for 100% certain that this person I knew was ordered to throw all that food, and and a lot of times uh, I was told that it was perfectly good food, that there was not even an effort made to contact the food banks to tell them that there Mm -hmm. was surplus food waiting for them. For them to send their own, right? And they would do that. They
0: would trucks. send trucks over or whatever. And uh, yeah,
2: you're right. That's exactly. absolutely insane. I wonder if there but was uh, an issue with like uh, uh, being p- past its expiration date.
0: Not with food banks. Usually, they seem to have. Uh the, the rules are bent at food banks basically mm. you can donate oh. I, th- I believe you can donate expired food to them and it's just sort of like one of those things like well you know a can that's passed its best buy date i guess there's a mm-hmm. difference between ex- expiration and best buy right mm, so if, right, yeah. so you buy canned food it says best buy on it but that stuff can sit on a shelf for another decade or two or three or whatever
2: and yeah you still a lot eat it. of that's just really arbitrary yeah i mean the, like the The criteria that they make their decisions on what that date is, is pretty darn arbitrary.
0: Thank you, Ed, for the call. I appreciate you sharing that story with us. I am curious about like during the
1: we'll call them the lockdowns, Mm -hmm. whether or not uh, this sort of occurred on the reservations at the casinos as much as it did everywhere else.
2: I'll tell you what I'm concerned about with this. So, like, I wonder how much the tribal governments are getting, like, interwoven with the uh, the corporate uh, government structure of, of the rest of the United States. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I know that uh, I just saw an article that uh, – Canada is now allowing taxation on the lands and peoples of their indigenous tribes. So I mean I, I really start to because I know that uh there's there's been a huge effort to like meld the the state with uh with uh various major religious leaders yeah. so that they all uh move and talk lockstep with uh you know the CDC guidelines and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. So I, I really do wonder how much the uh, the tribal governments are starting to get in bed with uh, the very worst actors in the world.
0: Let's go on here. Uh, we got Scott on the line in Michigan listening to WMIQ and Iron Mountain. Go ahead, Scott. Uh-oh, Scott. Scott's a youper. In Michigan, going once. Scott in Michigan, going twice. For those who
1: don't know what a youper is, that's a upper peninsula.
0: Let's go on to Robert in South Carolina listening to WTMA. Go ahead, Robert.
8: Yes, hi. Thank you very much for taking my call. Yes. I just wanted to say that you know a lot of these
1: problems can be solved. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. They don't New happen. Government? They don't happen in Germany, right? <laughs> a lot of these problems don't Germans happen in Germany because Germany is so much I'll, I'll better. Tell, I'll tell you something.
8: I'll tell
1: you. Yes,
8: Germans have a lot of brilliant ah. minds behind the scenes. Yes, it's absolutely. I know some of the people who's, who are, who are behind the scenes in Germany who who who. who,
2: well, who Deutschland über
0: alles, right, Robert? Uh, uh, they're,
8: they're they're smart, they're clever, and and they and they're they're responsible. They they take personal responsibility for everything. Did you hear that, that the
0: Germans are now cutting back? Uh, there's mandates on them cutting back energy consumption because mm-hmm. the Russians are cutting back the oil uh, yes, gas supply. Absolutely
8: to them. Absolutely, they cut down fifteen percent and they're storing that. Absolutely, the, the, the Germans will survive anything.
0: Well,
2: I bet they're going to have a huge population reduction this winter.
1: Cockroaches?
2: The Germans will survive <laughs> yes, anything. Yes, absolutely. They'll, they'll Wait, did you say they're cockroaches. absolutely cockroaches? That's
1: what
8: he said? Uh, uh, Germans will survive a ton of cockroaches if if, if it's a matter of, of, of principle.
0: Uh, are you I, saying? I'm, just I'm, to I'm, want to clarify something. Are you saying Germans are superior to the rest of the world?
8: I I, I don't compare Germans with other people because you do, no do every
1: to, time you call into the show. They are
8: incomparably <laughs> superior. <laughs> right, Robert. I, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what Germans are like. I have both citizenships myself, okay? So I am German as well, okay? And that makes you you
2: superior through greater
8: government. (laughs) I I, I can tell you that I I heard it this morning that, that in Hanover the hot water went out, okay? But I can tell you that before I would buy Soviet or Russian oil and gas, I would take a million cold showers, and I hate cold showers, before I would buy any of their gas, okay. You, Let me give you
0: that for. Why don't you take cold showers now, just to show your solidarity?
8: I I, I would be glad to take cold showers. If it would stop the war for sure. Do you, so you, do you
0: drive any, a, a Volkswagen?
8: <laughs> I dri- I ride a bicycle. Okay, high performance bicycle. Is it a German bicycle? Um, I and no. It's actually not. It's actually an Italian bicycle.
3: Oh, traitor! <laughs> <laughs>
8: no, no. I'm half Italian. I'm over half Italian. Oh, it's From totally private,
0: fine then. Uh, Wait, I thought yeah, you were... What was the point of your call? Were you just calling to <laughs> pump up the Germans? No, I, I,
8: I, no, no, not at all. You brought that up. Actually, true, actually, what I, what, I, what I was trying to call in about, actually, is, is Jerome. Jerome is a perfect example of why it's an, incumbent to, on the rest of us to make sure that children get a proper education in history, geography, sociology, psychology, and all the factors that go into government so that when they grow up to be adults, they know what
2: It is important that people get a proper education.
0: And guess who delivers the worst education worldwide? The government. Exactly. Thank you for the call, Robert. You know, Robert ought to call call up Jerome and, you know, go out and have drinks or whatever. I'm sure they'd have a good time. (laughs) Put a microphone in between those two. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Phones are open here, as always. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. Take control of the airwaves here in a live Saturday edition of Free Talk. Live. You can join us online anytime at freetalklive.com. More coming up. Yeah. It is Free Talk Live, live Saturday show, continuing here. The number for you, if you want to join us, it's 603-283-6160. And you can join us online anytime you want at freetalklive.com. If you're tired of all the fact checkers and the mandates and the account restrictions, uh, you can join our social media platform over at social.freetalklive.com, where you have much more freedom to express yourself. Because we run the server. It is not some big tech, mega corporate situation. Well, you know, we set the rules. And there really aren't many rules. Just don't spam our server with a bunch of crap and uh, you should be okay. So head over to social.freetalklive.com. You can sign up there, and you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners and some of the hosts of the show. Once again, that's social. dot dot com. let's go to your calls and thoughts and we'll continue with this food crisis story that peakless mountaineer brought in to share with us here tonight what is the so-called food crisis uh we'll dig deeper on that one but first keith is on the line listening in the daytona beach area to wndb in florida go ahead keith
9: uh yeah i've just been listening to you guys for a few months and i don't know i kind of disagree with most everything we say um uh, yeah, I, I like, for example, I believe you believe in open borders, a free flow of migration, free flow of, of people. Well, we believe in private
2: go. borders. Private borders, what does that mean? So like, if I have mixed my labor with nature... Or if I have traded something that I've mixed my labor with nature to acquire for something, then that's my property. And if it's my property, then I get to use it whatever way I want. So if, for example, I build a road and I don't want you driving on it, then you can't drive on it. If I build a fence, you're not allowed to touch my fence without my permission. So what would happen in a situation like that? They could go wherever they were wanted by the people whose property it was. And if it's nature, well, then there. If it's untouched nature, then it doesn't belong to anyone. So they can go there and mix their labor with it as they will and homestead it. Right, absolutely. Well, but where sure. where nature has been altered through human effort. There, they're allowed to go uh, where they have permission of those who own it.
1: To further expand on that, uh, I personally Uh, uh, do uh, not recognize the uh, imaginary borders that nations have drawn on the maps.
0: I don't recognize nations. Uh, I think most of us would agree on this show that the idea of the government needs to be abolished.
9: Well, I think that's extremely, extremely naive. I think the human experiment has been going on for a long time. And I think the reasons we have borders is because people generally don't like each other, okay? And you're, you know, you're a hippie ideal to me, uh, this utopian ideal, everybody living together. Just, I mean, it's so ridiculous because. I don't know. How I
2: don't suggest that everyone live together. Yeah, and in some fact, people get uh,
1: along uh, with each other. Some people don't. And in fact, what's utopian and, and as is as, is no, the I idea. Mean, hang on, hang on. What, okay. What's what's utopian is the idea that having a nation and closing your borders off it will result in a better society for everyone. It's just not true.
9: Well, I think with your logic, if okay, say someone if they wanted to, they can just migrate to your backyard and start <laughs> living there. No, you didn't listen,
2: did no? you? Yes. So well, you didn't no, listen. listen you, but, do you believe but, that but my that, backyard that, is in a state of nature yeah, that I've never lit, but, That I've never but, mixed my labor with it? You think I don't cut my grass?
9: You you act like you're the only one who like. There's just so much so much land out there, and people can just do that. Start doing that on this look surface. wherever the it's, land hasn't you know, been here. altered There's you can do that always okay but that's not the way it works and I would say the framers of the Constitution are way smarter than you and they believe in limited government
0: and what do you think the limit should they, be on government they,
9: be, they believe in giving the people Keith what do you the think
0: power? the uh, since you love the the founding fathers so much what do you think the limit should be on government
9: well I think first off national security number one
2: that's not a limit
9: okay and then number two environmental i don't trust anybody like okay. you Okay.
2: so the environmental People, problem not, is actually lift, a problem of government not,
0: just, Environmental it was, it was, concerns would have been solved it's a, it's if the courts in England... Yeah, i putting him on hold because he's obviously not listening. He just wants to keep talking. What yeah. were you going to say
2: Yeah, there? the environmental issue, and, and this is a valid concern, but the environmental issue would have been solved a long time ago, except that we inherited this tradition of our court system from England. And in England, they decided during the, uh, the Industrial Revolution that... Uh, No environmental concerns would be heard in court because these are for the good of the nation. Now, that's absolutely patently absurd and in any free market system of courts that would never fly, because if you have harmed me, then you owe me. It's just that simple. And that includes harming your property. That includes harming my property. That includes putting a bunch of smoke into my lungs. That includes dumping a bunch of toxic waste in the place where I get my water from.
0: Keith?
9: Yes. I, you put me on hold. Well,
0: yeah, because you wouldn't am stop I, talking, I, and now you're back. Go ahead.
9: Okay. Well, you don't, just because I think you don't stop talking. It's like you're the one who's cutting people off.
0: Because no, you have an no idea, we
9: don't cut people an off idea, here, generally. You have ideology and a talking point that I hear every time, and it has nothing to do with reality.
0: Okay? So let me see if I'm following what you're saying before, though. You think the government should we do in
9: country with national rivers, security. Borders and, and air. And if someone has a chicken farm in Delaware and pollutes the Chesapeake Bay, it's everybody's problem. It's not the state. It's not your community's problem because rivers, streams, and water travel throughout different states.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, they sure and do. Right. That so would mean, I mean so every
0: I mean, single person. Are you, are you, are you familiar with trust, the idea of an easement?
9: I do not trust human beings to not pollute the water. Wait okay. a minute, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't trust human so, beings,
0: but you trust people that run the government? So, And here's the thing, well, so like as far as polluting I, I the water... I want him to question. answer the question. Well, Go ahead, okay, Keith.
9: Yes. yes, I do believe to a certain extent, I believe the Clean Water Act, the Clean Air Act, has cleaned up the air in the country. No,
0: you didn't answer my question. Why do you, well, no, if you say you, you don't trust human beings, why would you trust them with I mean, power?
9: I'm talking. I'm talking about the government, what the government has done. The government is okay. human beings. Listen, I'm talking about the Clean Air Act, the Clean Water Act that was passed. He clearly has no interest really in helps. responding really to your question.
0: Environment. Yeah. And if you don't believe that, go look it up. Go look at the U.S. military and tell me they help the environment. They are the largest polluter in the United States. Fact. Yeah, the
2: yeah. reason that they get away with it is that every single international treaty that governs pollution exempts the military from every one of its stipulations. And and the thing is, like, oh, well, we need to have a limited government. The government has never been limited. So if you take a look at the Constitution, they don't abide by it. They have never in any way been limited. They have always expanded beyond what their powers
0: I were. mean, even the Constitution was written to have no standing army, but there it is. Right. What do you say to that, Keith?
9: I say that you guys have this talking point that is not based in reality. That's why I think you're ridiculous.
0: You didn't because even answer my question.
9: Well, no, no, I.
0: Why can't you just address what what we're talking about? You just seem to uh, want to go off on a lecture. Can we have a conversation? Well, In because, order to have a conversation, you, know, like, you, you have to have a question have an and an answer.
9: answer. I, no, I'm giving you an answer why government, to a certain extent, is, is helpful with the environment.
5: I okay, you but you also said you support national security.
9: I, mean, I presume that you, would
0: impu- I presume that would include the U.S. military. And I'm pointing out to you that your precious Constitution that you brought up earlier about the brilliant founding fathers, that was what you said, Keith. They wrote in that Constitution that there should be no standing army. And do you support a standing that, army? Of course I do. Okay, well then you're full okay, of it. I think, I, listen, Stop I acting think, like you you know lionized these people that wrote the Constitution. The framers of the Constitution are so much smarter than you, and they
1: said... Oh, they said we should not have a standing army. That's here, right. Here you go, Keith. Uh, but whether the Constitution really be one thing or another, this much is certain, that it has either authorized such a government as we have had or has been powerless to prevent it. In either case, it is unfit to exist.
0: Your final thoughts on that, Keith? Go ahead. Well, when, all right,
9: as far as a standing army, I think that if, if, the, if, if the country... Had people
1: like you in charge, I think we would be invaded within two weeks. Well, luckily for you, we don't <laughs> want to be in charge. Yeah.
0: We don't want to have a government. We, uh, if the people like us got into the government, they would hopefully shut it down so we can actually have freedom again. Thank you for yeah, the call, I'd, Keith. I'd like to
2: address the concern, though. Uh, oh, well, if people like you were in charge, we'd be invaded. If people like me were in charge to, to put this in something that you can comprehend, mm-hmm. our, we wouldn't end security. We would privatize it. Like, there wouldn't be no security for anybody ever. We would not We would have competing companies that offer security that individuals can choose between. And the ones who actually do what they say they're going to do keep getting paid. Whereas what mm-hmm. we have now is a monopoly. And guess
0: what? Monopolies don't actually work. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, in the absence of the state, there would still be somebody who wants to get protection services and probably a lot of people that want protection services and so what you're saying is the market would provide those things yeah and a lot of people who want to provide those services for the right price through competition and hopefully the excellence that results from
1: if it has value the market will provide
0: all right there's more coming up here we got time for you whole hour continuing here on free talk live the live saturday episode the number if you want to join us 603-283-6160 you can bring up what you want on free talk live talk live it's free talk live phones are open here and you join us we're kicking off the third hour of the show the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 earlier tonight we got into a discussion about supposed food crisis and peakless mountaineer had that story we're going to dig deeper into that when we get the chance but a lot of phone calls came in and we take calls here, and that's what we do. It's open phones every night. 603 283 6160. Joining you here in the studio, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. You can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. Once again, that is Freetalklive.com. Back to the phones and to your calls and thoughts. We've got David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead.
6: Yeah, uh, violent judges lying about whether or not they're violent. So I've been citing uh, uh, Joe Monahan's NewMexico.blogspot.com. Joe's a 30-year professional uh, news and politics guy in uh, uh, New Mexico, and he has written uh, several articles in his blog years ago about these various judges and the shenanigans that they were up to, and... The uh, one of the sentences in one of the two articles is a quote of Judge Tommy Jewell, who is married to Judge Angela Jewell, who illegally trafficked my children, as I proved in the New Mexico Court of Appeals with a unanimous decision. Mm. One of the quotes from Tommy Jewell is I have he was accused of domestic violence. He was charged with domestic violence against the woman he was having an affair on uh, on his wife his wife who sat my case uh, less than a year after her husband, Tommy Jewell, Judge Tommy Jewell, cheated on her. And my allegation is that her mental state being a scorned woman where her judge husband cheated on uh, uh, his judge wife, my judge, had uh, an influence on how she treated men in her courtroom. Now, one quote from Tommy Jewell in that uh, blog by Joe Monahan was I have never been a violent person and, uh, and that's paraphrased huh. <clears throat> I don't have the direct quote in front of me he's obviously but,
0: excusing all the times he sent innocent people behind bars by using men with guns to force them there just by being a judge makes right. him a violent person that's right
6: right and I happen to have a uh, direct uh, contact with Tommy Jewell where he was violent to me Tommy Jewell committed an assault to the legal standard against me in a barbershop, a a school barbershop called a better you owned by Patrick and Patrick witnessed Tommy Jewell, judge Tommy Jewell, who says he's never been a violent person. When I asked him about my case, he got, he got up out of his chair, walked clear across the room, put his face about a foot and a half from my face. And with an angry, uh tone and look on his face on top of you know getting up coming across the room and getting in my face um uh, uh said what do you want me to do about it and that is an assault tommy Jewell. No. because when you pardon
2: that's not an assault
6: yes it is uh, go ahead and define it's not a battery
2: yeah, so swinging on you is a is assault. That's Hitting a you battery. is a battery. Oh, really? No, yeah. If you wrong, if you swing idiot. on someone, that's an assault. But if you actually wrong, make contact, then it's assault battery. and battery.
6: No, you're an assault. Assault is simply putting someone in fear. And so if if I walk across, he, if if this guy is twice as my size, and I walk across the room to to somebody who's half my size and and get in my face. And that guy's face, as I described, that's an assault because it's an attempt to intimidate by putting someone in fear. Your behavior is putting somebody else in fear uh, legitimately. That is assault.
1: I mean, if that's accurate, then... he's right about that. If that's accurate, then, uh, David, you're guilty of assaulting
0: our listeners on occasion because some <laughs> oh, of them so, are in so, fear of so, you so, calling.
3: That, <laughs> that, <is so> funny. <laughs>
0: that was funny. Thanks for the call tonight. Uh, I think he is right, though. Uh, definition, yeah. according to the legal dictionary at thefreedictionary.com, is at common law, at least, an intentional act by one person that creates an apprehension in another of an imminent harmful or offensive contact so certainly a swing would would qualify Mm -hmm. as an assault but i think he's got an argument that just being a foot and a half away from someone doesn't i mean i guess it's subjective just intimidating somebody or whatever could be considered an assault yeah i mean that's 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 pretty gray let's continue here
3: uh sarah
2: i i I would probably not continue uh, i would question the services of a court that upheld
0: that as assault let's go to sarah she's in new mexico as well go ahead sarah Sarah, in New Mexico, going once.
1: Sarah, Sarah.
0: Sarah, in New Mexico, going twice. Sarah, okay, Sarah, Sarah. Uh, okay. All right, so number here, 603-283-6160. Peakless Mountaineer, you were telling us about this food crisis, and the story you had shared, shared with us, or began to share with us, uh, where was it from? Uh, this is from... i never heard of this group Yeah, before. neither had I. Uh, Navdanya International. They did a report. And they determined that uh, the food crisis isn't about a lack of food. There's plenty of food out there. Mm -hmm. But it is about the fact that it has been corporatized over decades. I'm glad you
1: brought that up because I wanted to point out when we began talking about this in a previous segment, especially with the caller who called in. um, There is more than enough food on planet Earth for all of the human beings. Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. That's all I wanted to get. Yeah, that's why a bunch of it gets thrown away a lot. So, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, as they put it, it's uh,
2: it is uh, how the food system is structured around power, right? Uh, rather than being a, a shortage of food or even an inability to get it where it needs to go. Oh,
0: right. and guess what the the folks over at the World Economic Forum want to do? Hmm. Centralize the food control, you know, system even further. Oh, of mm-hmm. course, so they yeah. can get all the good stuff and leave mm-hmm. all the scraps for
1: everybody else. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I'm sure they have nothing but your best intentions at heart. It's why, it's why, you know, they let everyone into their meetings and not just someone who pays, you know, a million dollars. Oh, wait.
0: Well, they do show their meetings publicly, or at least some of them. I don't know if it's all of them. Yeah, this well, is we what know. you call an open conspiracy. Mm-hmm.
1: We know the last thing they're going to do is allow the market to decide.
0: Mm-mm. Nope, these people are central planners. Mm-hmm. So what
2: else do we need to know, Peekless? Let's see. So uh, uh, to uh, recap the last bit of the last paragraph, uh, we have seen deliberate destruction of small farmers and food sovereignty in favor of corporate power. Therefore, it is no coincidence that today we are witnessing the third major food crisis in the last 15 years. Hmm. What the the Russian-Ukrainian conflict has once again laid bare is just how fragile globalized food systems are. The current globalized industrial agri-food system is a food system that creates hunger by design. Worst of all, international institutions, governments, and corporate actors are using the current crisis as they have used every crisis to further consolidate this failed model. False solutions and redundant calls for failed approaches abound in headlines and international responses. The current crisis should be a wake-up call to the imperative of building resilience in food systems through agroecology, local food chains, and
0: by strengthening small farmers. Well, one of the nice things about living in New Hampshire is that there is some study that was done, and I don't know what it was called, but it was essentially the localvore, as they call it, study, L-O-C-A-V-O-R-E, people who are interested in acquiring their food from local sources or getting it as locally as, Mm -hmm. as possible. And I think the three states that were the top three of all the 50 states, of most local for like, you know, the most farmers markets, the most people per capita or whatever that are interested in buying their food from local sources, I believe is how they calculated these numbers, it was, and I'm not sure which order, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine. These three states up here, northern New England, are That's the awesome. most local for places. And here, uh, in, I don't know if it's every town in New Hampshire, but it's certainly like the cities and bigger towns. There's farmer's markets all over the place up yeah. here. There's uh, yeah. there's one that happens twice a week here in Keene.
2: Yeah, and I got to say, farmer's markets are one of the most beautiful things that exist in the world today.
1: It, it is a, a good example of a true market, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. as near as we can get to one anyway, uh, where it, it's mostly free of regulation. Uh, you're not going to see a whole bunch of policing. You're not going to see a whole bunch of, like, you know, I don't know, businesses, you know, like, oh, no, you know, calling the cops on other businesses, yeah. that kind of thing. It's a very nice place to go.
0: I've never found a Monsanto representative at any farmer's market. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, so there's more, I imagine, to mm-hmm. your story. Bit, yeah. We'll share that coming up here in a bit. And uh, if you want to jump in, you can. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty, 603-283-6160. And you can take control of the airwaves here on this live Saturday episode of Free Talk Live. Visit us online anytime at freetalklive.com. More coming up it's free talk live and you can join us here the number is 603-283-6160 that's
1: 603-283-6160 uh, he says could, with a
0: question yeah while well, i'm looking here i was Looking at the locavore stuff that we oh, were talking about, i, just a I was just ago. like
1: I've never heard you be unsure of our phone
0: number before. <laughs> no, what was confusing to me is that uh, New Hampshire, according to strollingoftheheffers.com
1: <laughs>
0: wait, isn't that Mall Walkers?
2: Strolling of the heifers. Is this a, an off Broadway production of Silence of the Lambs?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm showing my age by mentioning Mall Walkers, but you mm. know, anybody over I don't know 35 might get that.
0: Yeah, I don't know what year it was that uh, New Hampshire was in the top three, but at least according to their 2019 index, it doesn't appear they've done one since 2019. Uh, okay, so 2015, New Hampshire was number three okay. on their uh, their rankings, and then in 2019 they're like down to like 15 or 14 or Ooh, something Oh man. What I don't know. I don't know what happened. Ooh. You uh, best they, get to farm in here. I don't know what shop. happened, but I don't like it. I'll tell you what. I mean, I haven't noticed any less activity in New Hampshire yeah, as far am, as there, there local is, farms. There is
1: one farm that uh, I buy meat from uh, because I, I like what they do and the people that are involved. Uh, and, you know, I'm able to barter. Uh, In my preferred method with them, I am uh, by definition one of these what locavores Mm -hmm. because I am very interested in the idea of decentralizing all of our food production. And I think we were talking about it during the break. I believe Generation X might be the first generation of, at least in the United States of America, of people where food production is not a part of your daily household tasks.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. right yeah, so like true
1: like i remember my grandparents they did all of the food production they yeah. had they had meat grinders they would you know do their own butchering uh, you know if they went out and got a deer they'd hang it in the garage butcher it themselves gut it themselves bleed it themselves package it freeze it you know all that kind of stuff you might even get like here's some venison sticks for like christmas or whatever right yeah. grandma would give away uh you know preserves or jams or jellies that she made out of like the wild fruits that grew in the back 40 of their property and that kind of stuff of a thing so i've witnessed decentralized food production uh, because like oftentimes they would trade with like their friends who grew stuff or made stuff better you know oh mary's you know uh, plum jam is way better and you know naomi's you know peach jam is way better you know that kind of a thing mm-hmm. they had opinions on each other's ability to produce food A reputation system. A Mm -hmm. reputation system. And so because if you excelled at one thing that everybody liked, then you knew you would just make a little bit more of that Mm -hmm. and trade that with so that they could get something that they liked from somebody else and that kind of a thing. So maybe Mary makes some extra
2: peach jam this year because uh, they liked it so much last year.
1: Exactly. And so and that's how you get diversity in your decentralized uh, food production. So it's entirely possible, and in fact, was done throughout. I want to say probably up until the end of the Vietnam War, is my guess.
0: All right, I want to go to the phones here. We got George on the line in Myrtle Beach, listening to WRNN FM. Go ahead, George.
10: Okay. Um, yeah, I just want to bounce up what you just said. The, the local wars—that's uh, wonderful expression. That's how um, all of our relatives, um, first generation American. Uh, from Germany, my brother is German. He has his German citizenship, bought in Vietnam, and uh, but uh, just um, getting your own food from your own land and all that—that's that's how they survived the hyperinflation of the 1920s, World War II. Uh, that's how they survived yep. by growing their own, uh, you know, food. Sources, and I do a lot of that myself today. And when they emigrated in the 60s and 70s, my German relatives to America, uh, they, they grew their own um, items and produce. And I wanted to also uh, state uh, quite short that uh, two previous callers, Jerome, I believe he's from Charleston, I've heard him talk for like 10 years on Sports Talk Radio. He likes to hear his own <laughs> voice talk a lot.
0: And, uh, he's been banned, so he's, by the way, from every uh, local show on our affiliate <laughs> down there in Charleston. I, I, the program director was telling oh, so me about it. so he
10: is from Charleston?
0: Uh, yeah, he calls mm-hmm. from Charleston mm-hmm, in
3: South Carolina. Oh, gosh,
10: yeah. I knew that voice. I knew that voice. Yep. <laughs> and the other gentleman, he doesn't know what he's talking about when he uh, did his op-ed on Germans. Mm-hmm. I still have a lot of relatives over there. And, yeah, Robert uh,
2: is always calling in to say how how much better Germany is because it has more no, no, government.
10: No, no. Hey, well, he's totally, uh, it's just incorrect. My my brother, who is as German as they can be, is, his father was a, a Nazi lieutenant. He's my, he's my half-brother. But he said, George, don't ever buy a German car. You're paying for their socialism. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's it's not all that in the back of chips. What's over there? Well, the guy that you're referring
0: to, Robert, is a regular caller to the show, and he just loves himself, government and centralized control and command and control, and uh, and he just uses Germany as all of his excuses for why the U.S. government should be even bigger and more controlling.
10: Hey, George, anything else you want to share? Uh, last last uh, mini mini tale. I was over in Germany in '87, and I got to witness firsthand between uh, communism and capitalism because I was at checkpoint Charlie for two days I visited the, I saw it was like a, a lab experiment a petri dish between the two uh, governments and what a contrast and there's I was never so happy to be back in uh, a non-communist uh, socialist.
0: Well, the U.S. Country, is yeah. still a socialist uh, country, just maybe not as bad off as some yeah. of the ones in Europe. Thank you, George, for the call tonight. I appreciate okay. it.
2: Well, I was uh, I was in a conversation earlier today, and it it, it was about the the word uh, capitalist, and uh, it's the same problem with the word communist. Now, mm-hmm. these words mean literally opposite things to different people. So, I mean, I, I believe what he's talking about is a uh, uh, private property versus not private property, mm-hmm. a, a market versus non-market. And yeah, it makes all the difference in the world. It really does. But I mean, as uh, as Jed is always uh, reminding us, it it matters which words we use to describe these things.
0: Well, under under democratic quote-unquote democratic socialism, they still allow private ownership. They still allow quote-unquote private property in the same way here in the United States. But of course, we all know what happens when you don't pay the property tax bill. Mm. You find out that it's not actually your private property. You're just a glorified renter who has the responsibility of keeping the grass cut and, uh, you know, keeping the building from falling in on itself.
2: Yeah, they profit from the illusion of private property. Right. As long as people believe that "'Oh, this is my house. It
1: belongs to me.' Well, then you will produce more. Right. Yeah, it turns out very few people in the United States actually, uh, even under the legality, the legal definition of property ownership, own their property. Most people are simply in the process of buying their property. Mm. Well, you're talking about from the bank. Correct. In that case. But yes. even after
0: you pay the bank off, you still don't own it.
1: Right. So there's a whole bunch of people running around going, yeah, I just bought a house. And then like the bank's winking at them. And then the state's winking <laughs> at the banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? I think there's
0: a meme about that. Yeah out there Uh, we got more coming up and of course your calls and thoughts i was looking here at the locavore index and i was just comparing because new hampshire was number five in the 2018 index and then it went down to 16 in 2019 and what it appears is they changed how they're calculating it there's significant changes to what they're looking at uh, what they're figuring is the most important numbers and so they changed it in 2019 to how much local sales per capita and there's a bunch of other factors appear, apparently in the previous ones. So uh, check them out over at strollingoftheheffers.com. Interesting lists nonetheless uh, worth looking at. There's more coming up. You can join us on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live are open here. If you want to join in, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can also call us on our SIP line, which we don't talk about a lot, but uh, it is there for those that want to take the extra time to set it up. Once you get it set up, it takes, you know, some time, maybe 10 minutes or something to get it rolling. Uh, but once you get it set up, then it's just a push of a button and you're connected to our system here and it usually sounds better than a normal phone call. If you want to learn about that, if you're a little more internet-inclined, you can go to sip.freetalklive.com. That's si freetalklive.com. Ian Peekless-Mountaineer and Captain Kickass in the studio. We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Jill is on the line in Virginia. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah,
11: the World Economic Forum, W-E-S, <laughs> isn't it? It doesn't I don't think its pronouncements make any more rational sense than the speeches on the w w w s In fact
3: <laughs> they
1: they probably make less sense than the WWE.
11: Yeah, I used to watch w
8: w
0: w s for a laugh. It's funny. It. Was, okay. that all, was that all you had to say, was to uh, compare <laughs> yeah. the WEF to the W-W-F, WWF, which I think they changed their name to World Wrestling W-W-E Entertainment.
1: WWE, because the yeah. World Wildlife Foundation sued them successfully.
12: Oh, uh, World Wrestling Federation, whatever. Which, right.
1: who
2: sues someone over an acronym? I mean, for crying out loud.
3: You know, I think
11: an acronym is, in, is uh, when the letters are, are pronounced like uh, A-T-F, it would pronounced E-T-F or something like that.
2: Mm. Uh, you don't have to necessarily pronounce them that way. Uh, and while we're on the subject of the acronym of the ATF, where is explosives in that? Because they're the. firearms. Yeah, they're the you would think that, right? But no, they're the bureau. Where's the B? Uh, they're they're bat fee is mm. what they are.
0: Uh, the Bureau uh, of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. I wish they would just disappear. Jill, anything Amen. else you want to share? All right, okay. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's go on yeah, I, here.
2: I, I will say I can't tell the difference between Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum
0: and an actual supervillain. He is very evil sounding. Let's go to Bob in West Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Bob.
12: Yes, I think we're losing sight of the fact that uh, in farming, it ought to be the free market that chooses the size
0: of Amen. each farm. Absolutely.
12: And not uh, well. Let's let's reduce the size of farms. That's that's basically choosing winners and losers.
2: Well, I I agree, uh, but I,
12: I that some people. I'm
2: sorry. Oh well, oh, I agree, but I do have to point out how the incentives are for farms to get larger because of regulation.
12: Oh yeah, you're probably right in that regard. Uh, uh, regulation to, uh, has created. Well, let's look at the last thing: the pandemic all the small businesses were basically closed. Mm -hmm. And Walmart and Target and these other ones were allowed to stay open. That's right. So you had like a 40% reduction in small business over a period of a year and a half. And uh, I agree with that. But I'm just saying that there are some farms, it's called economy of size, where you create uh, more goods, more stuff for the people by sheer size, And it costs less to create it.
0: And there's nothing Um, wrong with that. there's, there's nothing yeah, wrong with having a, a big farm, right, for the, the, as you're saying, the economics of making it cheaper to sell your product and get more customers. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem comes in when government picks winners and losers, when you have, and I don't think anyone's touched on this yet, but corporate welfare, mm-hmm. by the way. There's a lot of welfare money that's being distributed to some of these corporate farmers yeah. uh, in, in the order farm to, to subsidies. get right.
12: paid not to grow anything, for example. Some do. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, which is absolute madness. Uh,
0: and uh, and uh,
2: you're, you're right about the market needs to decide this. How big should a farm be? How small? I can't possibly know the the answer to that question. No one can. Right. There's too many factors. What we can do is have the market say, okay, well, we will neither subsidize and uh, so, like, one of the big issues is if there's a new regulation on a particular kind of farming, like, uh, uh, the little guy doesn't have a legal team, but mm-hmm. Monsanto sure does, and it's worth it yeah. to, to get a legal team to fight or to get around or get through this regulation if you have 10,000 acres. Or to write The
0: regulations
2: in many cases.
0: bingo.
12: Well, right now we have the intervention by the government that's making it almost imperative that if you want to make it through these hard times, you have to grow your own, own vegetables in your backyard and can them yourself
0: if they'll uh, even let you. They, some some governments have prosecuted people for growing their own food. I remember, and it was in the front yard, but still, I remember a story out of, I think it was Orlando, Florida, where or nearby, maybe it was Kissimmee, but whatever, one of those towns, uh, they came after a couple who had planted a garden because the front yard was getting better sun, right? Like it was mm-hmm. a better spot based on where their house was, so we'll put the yard garden right. there. And they went after those people and
1: threatened mm-hmm. them. And they continue to do that. There are certain communities where you're not allowed to have a garden wow. on your property. Property. There mm-hmm. are That's homeowners.
12: Ordinance. They also have what color you could paint your house. Sure. Right. Um, you have to ask permission to trim a tree down or whatever. Insane. Yep. Micro tyranny access to your house and your backyard and whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of government intervention and they think it's it's basically grown and grown and grown over the years and it will never stop. stop
0: it will never stop until people stop o- obeying these people and stop paying them in a large enough number to where they can't do anything about it and unfortunately we're not to that point yet not even here in New Hampshire where we have an active movement and migration of libertarian activists there's yeah, just not tell, enough of
2: us I'll tell you what we can right. do is we can use their money a little bit less because they can't pay all these regulators unless their dollar is valuable and they can print that valuable thing that is something Whereas we can we do if we keep trading actual right. value for for things that aren't the then we can take a little bit of power from them at a time.
0: Thank you, Bob, for your call tonight. I do appreciate hearing from you. Uh, we go on to Stephen in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Stephen.
11: Hey, um, so I wanted to weigh in on the food crisis thing real quick. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, we've lost 40%, like a 40% reduction in restaurants um, in since COVID hit in February of 2020. Yep. Um, Is that? Are you just saying open, that's uh,
0: Georgia or your area or the whole country?
11: That's the whole country. Okay. Um, wow. So, well, when you think about it, it's closer to about 50% because restaurants are still opening a little bit, but the overall number has gone down 40%. I don't um, feel
0: like I've seen so that happening here. I mean, I know some some have gone under. I've but definitely seen some of that. I have seen definitely reduced hours. I've seen, I've seen re- reduced hours. Reduced
1: yeah. hours. I've seen reduced staff. Uh, the staff that they have are asked to do more. Yep, that's true. Um, we did How see. Urban are you? We're not urban at it's all. It's a we're, town. Yeah, we're. You know, I'm yeah. I, I, how
2: many? Flips. I don't eat out much, but I definitely heard in Manchester about a couple of places that uh, that had to close
0: down. It isn't forty percent, though. I mean, are you factoring in the reduced staffing and the reduced hours into the forty percent? Are you just saying flat out forty percent of restaurants are closed, never coming back?
11: Forty percent of restaurants are closed, never coming back. Mm. And the only thing that like makes a difference as far as what you're seeing is the more, more urban areas. Um, or seeing a bigger
2: hit okay yeah that that's got to be a huge part of it, like i mean the the restrictions were bad here, but they were not nearly as bad as say New York City right, or Los Angeles, yep. where I'm yep. sure there was a huge uh concentration of these restaurants, so i'm I know that they had worse restrictions, so those had to be even harder to survive as a
0: business, yep, and Stephen, um, you do work in well, the restaurant industry, just for our listeners that may not be familiar with your I voice.
11: Do- I do, and the other thing about this is not only have we lost 40% of restaurants, but in my several, I I don't know, 2015, in my seven years of doing this, it wasn't until recently that you would, like, order something, and it would, the computer wouldn't even allow you to order it. Um, You know, there was one time several years ago with Christmas, we ordered, I think, like 2,000 pounds of ham, and they sent us 1,800, and we called and they sent us the 200 pounds real quick like and now it's not a big deal to be like hey we need 700 pounds of ribs and they go well you're going to get 350 deal with it wow
0: uh just quick real quick the 40 percent number is that just something you cooked up or did you see it in some kind of industry publication where'd that come from
11: that's from uh, the Federation of Chefs, which is the, I guess, like the union, you could say. The of,
0: Federation of, of Chefs. Culture. Okay, got it. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Appreciate the inside scoop there uh, in the industry. If you want to weigh in on the food crisis and the economic situation, which, of course, was all brought on by the government, it's Free Talk Live. Talk Live, moments remain, maybe enough time for you to get on the line right now. 603-283-6160. Live Saturday show. Here tonight, it's Ian People's Mountaineer and the Captain. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. If you're ready to start learning about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, you can get over to Bitcoin.com, click get started at the top of the page, and you'll get some introductory videos there. You can watch the first one, it takes I think three minutes of your time you may want to watch more in which case dig as deep as you like over at bitcoin.com click get started to start learning about some of the basics about crypto you definitely want to learn some of these these concepts like what's decentralization when it comes to you know money what does that even mean uh you gotta get your map you know, your mind around some of these ideas because some of them are newer They don't take that much to really start to understand. You just have to get into it. Go to uh, Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, and you can do that there. Also, they get the latest news headlines every day over at news.bitcoin.com and so many other features at Bitcoin.com. You can buy your first cryptos there through Bitcoin.com and do so much more. It's once again Bitcoin.com. Back to your phone calls and thoughts. Gigi is on the line in South Carolina. Go ahead, Gigi.
13: Good evening, everyone. Um, Regarding the topic at hand... Of food shortages a wonderful current event indeed gentlemen I would like to point out that there is a very I think underappreciated and perhaps little known law federal law it was passed under President Bill Clinton's first administration known as Good Samaritan law and it permits restaurants grocery stores, mom-and-pop food shops, and fast food chains that are franchised or owned by the corporate office to donate food every day or as often or as little as they wish without the threat of lawsuits being slapped on them. And it's a win-win. Just to be clear, clear, when you say lawsuits, are you referring, Gigi,
0: to the idea that someone who might sue if it was expired food or something? Is that what you mean by lawsuits?
13: Well, some people could be uh, pursuing a false claim of food poisoning, correct. Mm -hmm. However, uh, it is a win-win by and large because uh, businesses can obtain a tax write-off and hmm. charities, food pantries, shelters, things of that nature get food,
0: sure, yeah, it seems like a fine idea i mean as long as as long as there's a litigious society that we have, obviously, then it makes sense to exempt uh, a situation like that from any kind yes, of litigation yeah, in that's in great to know nation. we do indeed, I wish we
3: didn't, yes, but there it and is I
13: would I would like to also compliment, I believe it was Ian who earlier correctly identified the definition of assault pertaining to Mr. Olson's complaint, as usual, from New Mexico. Uh, Ian was correct. Legally, an assault. When you accuse someone of assaulting me or another person, it refers to a physical altercation that the other person did against your body, or a verbal threat of physically harming you—that is the assault.
0: Well, now whether or not David in New Mexico was assaulted is another question because
2: the... we were
13: not present, so yeah. we don't know.
2: That's well, a good point. Yeah, well, I mean, true. according to the definition you gave, I mean, his own subjective feeling of fear, I mean, which he said that he, he said it was assault, according to the definition. So uh, that means he us, felt afraid.
13: Mr. Olson's memory that, and I'm paraphrasing here, gentlemen, that the judge walked over to him and simply said verbally, what do you want me to do about it? That is not an assault.
3: I
0: agree. I, I, I tend to uh, agree that likely a jury would not find that to uh, to be assault in that case, but it would ultimately <laughs> be up to Mr. the jury. Wilson
13: could have felt threatened by the tone of his voice or how close physically the judge came to his person. That is legitimate, but it it doesn't constitute an assault. Thank you, Ian Gigi, for the call
0: correct. tonight. Appreciate it. So a little further uh, on this, this is from the Legal Dictionary, thefreedictionary.com. Uh, the act required for an assault must be overt, although words are alone insufficient. That which is what Gigi was saying there. Just simply, the words the judge said to David would not qualify as assault. They might create an assault when coupled with some action that indicates the ability to carry out a threat. The mere or the threat. The mere thre- a mere threat to harm is not an assault. However, a threat combined with a raised fist might be sufficient if it causes reasonable apprehension of harm in the victim. So it would really be up to a jury to decide. Whether uh, David's fear, if there really was some, was reasonable or not, That's
1: and just what it would come down to just to uh, sort of pile on to Gigi 's uh, Good Samaritan Act, uh, apparently it covers or supersedes liability for donations to non-profit organizations only
0: okay not it just food banks
1: it doesn't se- right it doesn't seem to give any liability protection to restaurants or grocery stores or anything like that who donate directly to people in need mm. it only covers their liability if they donate to, to a, food a non-profit organization uh, i see at, at least according That's to what, what i, I just read so yeah. okay. now i, I will say that uh, the
2: the last time i looked into this subject uh no homeless person had ever in history even once attempted to sue the source of their food for food
0: boys. glad to hear that let's go to olivia in arizona you're on free talk live olivia
14: hey i was calling about that really upsetting topic that you talked about a couple of nights ago about the guards uh letting the the male prisoners in with the female prisoners and allowing them to to rape them and assault them That's for two so hours, uh, several hours. Yeah, this is an
0: insane story. Um, uh, it was uh, Clark County, Indiana, the jail there that this happened.
14: Um, I looked at the guy's picture and he looks like an absolute creep. And I can almost guarantee you that he himself was raping uh, the prisoners himself. I don't know why we allow male prisoners in a female unit. Period. That should stop immediately. If you you mean when you prisoner. say male
0: prisoners, you meant male corrections officers.
14: Male corrections officers, yes, that needs to be stopped immediately. Well, like, I mean, there's, there's no reason be...
0: why a female corrections officer wouldn't also be a, a slime ball.
14: I mean, that could happen, but I think it's a little bit less likely. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel if anybody's interested in hearing more stories about how much rape goes on in prison. Um, a it's lot. by Jordan. It's a lot. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, Jordan spelled with a Y, Up, up Church Cahill um our up uphill oh let me see um i'm sorry um but jordan uh uphill she she uh uphills battles on youtube she's got a channel that, that documents and these people are never punished for any of this stuff and another terrible case out of indiana there's a woman named uh michaelia dockery and she had a perforated bowel, and they and a work release program, mm-hmm. and they allowed her to die. Like I just posted it to uh, the Free Talk Live Mastodon, but it's just horrific.
1: Well, well, and you you, you make a good point too. Uh, there's so much rape that happens in the United States uh, prison system that most of the rapes that occur occur there.
2: Yeah. And it's well known. It's one of the threats that law enforcement agents will make to people like, do you want to like, they will imply that by them arresting you, you will go to prison where you will be raped. And this is just something that people accept like, oh, well, those are bad people. Mm-hmm. They
1: deserve it's, it. And, and other people like, you know, on the Internet and that kind of thing will wish that upon people. I hope he goes to jail and gets raped.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. I've seen I, that. I will before. say this. Uh, Mark Edge was going uh, was in prison for nine years of his life for a crime he didn't commit. Uh, in florida and he says the whole prison rape thing's pretty overblown like there's a lot of talk about it in you know mainstream media there's a lot of you know references in movies and television shows but it's nowhere near what they say it is well maybe he maybe not in that prison maybe well he was in one of the, the, but, the mean, worst prisons in florida
2: well i mean statistically though it is pretty it is a, an enormous problem
0: hmm. well that's just
14: what his one experience more,
0: was
2: go ahead olivia
14: one more one more fact about uh women being incarcerated over the past 40 to 50 years it's gone up 730 percent is that because women are becoming insanely violent no there's another reason so they're definitely being victimized left right and center I mean, the reason is because of
0: the war on drugs and other victimless crimes like prostitution and other, you know, things that women can get caught up in uh, that maybe not, you know, weren't as enforced or didn't exist several decades ago. Thank you, Olivia, for the call tonight. Uh, If you didn't get on, I I did notice a, a caller. Jumped in at the very end of the show. Unfortunately, I don't want to put you on for 20 seconds and then, you know, you don't get the chance to to express yourself at all. So Good. I want to invite anybody who didn't get on tonight to call tomorrow night because uh, the captain will be heading up our Sunday night show. It's true. And we do have uh, open phones every single night. We're here live seven nights per week on Free Talk Live. It's always best to call sooner. I understand you call when you call, but if you call earlier we will guarantee you get on the air.
2: And just one last note about the prisons, all of the terrible things that happen. This is what happens when there's no competition and you are forced to be a part of this system.
0: And you're forced to pay for it, even if you don't like it. Yep. Uh, Out of time for tonight. You can join us between now and tomorrow night over at freetalklive.com. We have archives you can download. You can subscribe to our podcast. Just go to feeds.freetalklive.com. You'll find the RSS feeds and other interesting links there. And we'll see you tomorrow night.